Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome you to Porch Talk. I got Jared Kinney back on here with me. It's the cornerman. Uh, we're going to talk all things UFC. Uh, wanted to start off with a topic that is just filled with landmines. Uh, we, we got some drama all over social media. And just really, I think it really captured uh, everyone's attention with what happened with Leah Thomas over women swimming over the past weekend. And so, obviously, I mean, this is a big thing when it comes to uh, the transgender community. Uh, Leah transitioned to be a female. Uh, I, don't, I don't think she's had any of the surgeries yet. I think she's still got all genitalia. I don't know how that works. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, but, no. <laughs> uh, but the chick who came in second, she was actually banned from Twitter today, uh, Reka Gorky. Uh, she swam for Virginia Tech. Uh, she blasted the NCAA over its rules, allowing transgender women to compete against biological women. I think there's something to be said just about that. And, and I've, I've heard it said, uh, as this really comes to the forefront of women's sports, because you really don't see uh, transgender men really dominating or competing in men's sports right now. Mm. Uh, and you can read like, hell, if anyone went to college and they took any kind of health and science class, I mean, you can confirm that uh, there's bigger bone mass, typically taller, typically stronger. Uh, it's it's just an innate thing that it, it comes with male biology. Mm. Uh, I, I was disappointed uh, with it going down like that, obviously. I, I love the memes. I love the South Park, everything that came out of it. Um, but I, I think Rekha's right. Uh, she actually got banned off Twitter today uh, for her comments. Yeah, that's shitty. I didn't, I didn't, so I didn't know about her getting banned. Um, I just, I know I've seen a couple clips going around of just people in the stands, you know, just really saying shit and then people trying to defend the transgender athlete. And it's like, how can you really defend like the pictures? Of them, like at the starting block, or even when they're finished and they're all standing up, and it's like mm-hmm. this—I I, I forget his or her name, her name—but they're Leah just Thomas. Leah Thomas is literally head and shoulders taller than everybody. Yeah, like the length diff, like just the length from head to toe is just—it's—it's it's a crazy difference. Same thing, like way her shoulders way broader. Like it's just—it's unreal. Like who's the uh, female? Like Katie Ledecky, the the Olympic gold medalist, like probably one of the best women swimmers ever. Mm-hmm. Um, if if she was to race, um, you know this person, like, w- would there be, like, I just want to see like how big of a gap it would be from dominant gold medal athlete to, you know, coming in first well, in the national championship. You, you know, I think I think Leah wins. Uh, when when uh, when Leah was a male. Uh, she was ranked 432nd in the NCAA when it came to swimming. Yeah. 
now is uh, ranked number one. And, you know, I don't think uh, some of the things that uh, Rekha said was off-putting at all. I, she says <laughs> uh, it doesn't promote our sport in a good way, and I think it's disrespectful against the biologically female swimmers who are competing in NCAA. And, you know, the original picture with uh, first, second, third, and then that picture you're talking about where Leah's just head and shoulders, just a way bigger person. Mm-hmm. But then you, you see the the next picture is where second, third, and fourth were placed together. And I was like, well, that's your actual first, second, third, in right. my opinion. Right, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's just, I mean, they hit the nail right on the head, and that's it's kind of fucked up that they got banned from Twitter just for saying that, because, you know, she's just basically speaking facts. It's a lot of um, negative press. I mean, some people will be like, oh, well, press – Good press, bad press is you know good press, but no, like this, it's not the press you want surrounding your sport because it's 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 tarnished, you know, it's a tarnished competition. It's fucked up. Uh, that's just it. And she goes on to say in the interview, it's, I'd like to point out that I respect and fully stand with Leah. I'm convinced that she is no different than me or any other D1 swimmer who woke up at 5 a.m. her entire life to practice. Right. On the other hand, I would like to critique the NCAA rules that allow her to compete against us who are biologically women. Right. So, and, and that's a conversation that I think we're going to eventually going to wind up in is um, maybe biologically male sport, biologically female, and then a transgender sport. Right. I don't know how far off and I don't know what that's going to look like because we don't really see transgender males really competing in sports right now. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, to like fill a roster or not a roster, but just like to have like the, the volume of, you know, athletes would be too scarce to actually do that. I mean that, but that's like the only thing you can do to make it fair. I mean, it's just, it's, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. What if, you know, what if this, uh, let's just take basketball, for example, what if the, you know, cause you could be really good at basketball, but you cannot make it the NBA and play over in Europe or something, or even in China, um, one of one of those athletes decided um or I'm not just saying that oh like I just woke up one day and decided whatever they're going through some stuff they've always felt this way whatever how however the process may be but they went through with it they transitioned and then all of a sudden it's like do they start playing in you know women's leagues and they're dominating and then the WNBA calls and you know this transgender athletes fucking six foot eight two hundred and sixty five pounds like that's you know like. Like, what are we doing? And that's where the self park thing comes into play. Like, fucking. <laughs> I mean, that meme, it, it, that. I, I looked it up because I remember watching that episode and I was like, holy shit, that's funny. And it's it's I crazy it that up we're living in the South Park. Episode. Yeah. 2019, it came out. And I was like, damn. I mean, it's only three years ago, but like. It's real shit. It's real life South Park episode. Like, you can, yeah. you can do that in any sport. Just, you know, it's just unfair and it's tarnished. It's just like the same thing with like why Barry Bonds didn't get into the fucking Hall of Fame. Oh, the steroid thing. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking tainted. It sucks. Yeah. uh, Just to go to the WNBA for a second. And I don't know if she's still in Russia, but uh, Brittany Griner, uh, the star Mm -hmm. WNBA player, that's uh, a Russian custom official said U.S. basketball player had vape cartridges containing hashish oil in her luggage, a.k.a. marijuana Yep. Uh, Russian news agency identified the player as Griner. So she, uh, I think she's one of the only players, might be the only one in the WNBA that can actually dunk. Yeah, yeah. Th- and, I think there's maybe two, maybe two, but she can dunk very easily. And so I know that I think she makes a quarter million, which is one of the highest paid players in the WNBA. And yep. she is the type, a lot of these women do this in WNBA. They'll go play basketball in Russia in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Now, should she have known better to try to sneak in weed cartridges through Russia? I, yeah, but you know, it's you're not in America, man. You got to play by their rules, right? Right. And then, lo and behold, we got the Ukraine Russia thing. So now, you know, we kind of have a uh, a POW, so to speak. Of, right. You know. And I know I just seen. I think last week they extended her sentence, or like, in, or they extended her initial hearing. So that they're going to keep her like an extra, I don't know, four to six weeks until they actually like, you know, put her on trial or whatever they do over there. I don't know their judicial hearings, but 
they're doing something like that. Yeah, and uh, you, you hate to hear it because I mean it's uh, at this point where we are, especially in America, it's like it's just a little pot, but you know it's not the same everywhere you go in the world. Right, and I think and, a lot of people are mad too, like that it's not getting a lot of attention. Like, and and I get it. Like they were like, oh well, you know, if it was LeBron James or, you know, if it was you know a high high end ba- uh, baseball player or football player or something like, you know, social media would act all different. Um, but then again. I really, I really believe, like, you know, would we really act different? Because they brought a weed cartridge. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to be smarter than that. You got to be smart. That's, it's like, it's like, what the fuck? Because they can charge you on smuggling, even though it's for personal use. We all know it's for personal use, but like, mm-hmm. countries like that can fuck you up. They're just something yeah. so dumb. That's just it. I don't think I really have anything else to add with Leah Thomas and like swimming. You know, uh, I think. Uh, Reka, I think she hit the nail on the head. I don't know what the NCAA's next move should be. I know that everyone is like, it's literally walking in a minefield with what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because then the transgender, the transgender community, or or Leah Thomas can turn around and sue. Like it's just like, what the fuck? Like everybody's right. in the wrong, no matter what. It's fucked up. Yeah, and so I mean, but I, I still hate it for all those girls who, like Reka said, I woke up five a.m. every morning of my life training for this moment, and it was robbed from me. By someone who is not biologically the same as me, right? So I, I do hate that for her. But yeah, that sucks for all the for all the athletes going through that. That fucking that blows. Yeah, and just to bring it to like a you know a UFC or like even like a combat sport, it, it would certainly be the equivalent of a flyweight trying to fight a heavyweight in some right. regard like that. Right. Yeah, or even like, uh, yeah, or just even even if they're in the same weight class, like. You know who's one one forty five. I don't know. Let's just take Max Holloway at one forty five, fighting uh, Amanda Nunes at one forty five. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. or like Chris or like Chris Cyborg. Like, yeah, they're like Chris Cyborg, Amanda Nunes, Juliana Pena. Like, they're dominant at what they do in their weight class. But like Max Holloway is probably like six seven inches taller. Reach is same thing. Probably about fucking eight nine inches longer. So bigger it's just b- not, bone density. Right, so it's just it's fucked up. There's a lot to consider. Uh, before we step off into UFC London, I wanted to bring up your boy, my boy as well. Let me see if I can get a little photo of him here. I don't know if you can see it from the blurriness, but Hashbula. <laughs> I love that guy. He's the goat. He so he took my heart. Many Habib. <laughs> For he, those of you, he. Uh, he stole my heart. Look, look at him. He's just he's he's perfect. Everything yeah. about him is just perfect. He's when he when he came out when Twitter or Instagram, I forget what he came out. Um when that first happened, I was like, oh my god, this kid is fucking electric. He's supposed to fight um I forget his name. This this other person, you know, this other kid who um was well had like the same disease. I don't know what it is, but like he's basically eighteen or nineteen years old and just he's nineteen. He was born yeah. in two thousand three. Okay. Of uh, I'm trying to like I got an article pulled up on him now, trying to figure out like what is that? How does that happen? Matter of fact, like he's just claiming to be nineteen. Uh, yeah. There's. <laughs> Uh, his specific birth birth date remains unknown. Uh, he's three foot three inches. So it's not been confirmed officially, but he's believed to have dwarfism, childlike characteristics. Yeah, he has over two million Instagram followers already. I mean, how could you not? It's just. That is just like as wholesome as the internet could possibly be. Oh my god, he looks the same. I just found a tweet. I'm gonna send it to you. He uh, so there's a picture of him and his brother from 2011 and 2021, and it's like, it's fucking. So this is them and for people watching, that's them in 2011. Hasn't changed a bit. You see, Hezbollah. Yeah. And then that's where's his brother? There he is. And then that's them in 2021. Same thing, Hezbollah. They might have just got a little more meat on the bones, which happens to all of us in 10 years, you know? 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's. I don't think anyone can really say, oh, he's not 18, 19, but um, yeah, he's been making his rounds on back again on Twitter as he always does. Um, what was it? He, he, Caleb, Caleb Williams from uh, Barstool or uh, Caleb Presley. Sorry, not Caleb Williams. Presley. Yes. Um, uh, you, you saw that just to, you, you tweeted it or uh, shared it on one social media right before I could get to it was like, I saw them two meeting and like the meme you shared right behind it was like a uh, uncut gems. Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's like, this this is history right here. Yeah, this is what this is. Yeah, the uh, yeah he posted a picture of him in Hasbulla shaking hands, and I I uh, I tweeted that that picture. What did I say? I said me explaining to my future kids the magnitude of this photo. <laughs> this is history <laughs> right there. You understand? And it's just a yeah. picture of it look. <laughs> it's just it's just them. It's just him shaking his hand. But uh-huh. they uh, they were with each other for I don't know three four days. Um, Caleb actually flew out to Dubai uh, to conduct an interview. And um, have you seen the clip of them in the the dune buggy in the sands of Dubai? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I can't. It, it's awesome. Like, it, <laughs> <and> like, because <laughs> those things go fucking fast. Those things oh, consume. Yeah. And Kate, like Caleb's in full fucking bit mode, and he's just like this, and he has the the shirt and tie on. And he's just standing there like this, and Hasbulla's standing up, and then he grabs his arm and he does this yell, and like so many people like screenshotted that, and it's just memes. Uh, it, I can't. That Sunday conversation is going to be the most viewed and one of the most viral videos you probably know, this year. I don't know. Uh, Full Sim Podcast had Donald Trump on like two weeks oh, ago yeah, now, yeah. dude. In the first twenty four hours, it had over five million downloads. It was on YouTube for like. Almost a day before YouTube pulled the plug on that. But that's the thing about Hasbulla is you ain't going to pull the plug on him. No, no, they he's, won't. He's not a loose cannon like Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> well, with his fists, he is. There's a video of him oh, and yeah. Caleb wrestling. Yeah. Did you hear the noise that it made when it hit him? He hit uh-huh. him good. He caught him real good. <laughs> I was a. Uh, I think it was the last time he was at a UFC event. He hit uh, DC. Oh, yeah, DC. <laughs> Smoked him. Yeah, he's he's a wild child. He's I, I love every, everything about him. I love um, I need there's actually a few T-shirts of him from on Barstool Sports, the store that I need to buy because it's fucking perfect. And I want the cutout, you know, the cardboard cutout, the stand. It's like it's literally life size. It's only like a three feet, but I need to buy that kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> no, I need to, I need to buy it and bring it to work and just put it on my desk because like. People, the people I work with, there's there's only maybe two or three of them that like follow sports. They always call it sports ball, like uh, whatever. Anyway, um, so no one would understand who Hasbulla is, and like it, it'd be like an inside joke to myself and maybe the one or two people who actually know who he is. Mm. They'd be like, "Who the hell's that little? What, why does he have a little kid a cardboard cutout? The fuck? It's it's almost as tall as the computer brain on his desk." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that uh, did you see that the, on the Full Send podcast they had Alex, <laughs> they went back to back heavy hitters. They had Donald Trump and then they had uh, oh yeah, uh, what's his name, Alex Jones. He had Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones on. I haven't listened to it. Full, I haven't listened to the full podcast, but like I listened to like maybe a forty five second excerpt on like TikTok or Twitter, and they were talking about yeah. foot and shit. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Is like uh, you know, I listen to Alex Jones. I listen to uh. You're welcome with Michael Malice. I, I like that podcast. And Alex came on to that. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's how he opened the interview up. He said, so, Alex, you're known as, like, the conspiracy guy. So I want to run through a list of conspiracies. And I want you to say conspiracy or true. And he was like, Bigfoot. Conspiracy. No, it's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loch Ness Monster. Conspiracy. Not true. You know, it was like, I get the kind of light that Michael was trying to paint him in. He's like, yeah, he did the whole frog gay thing, and like he's got a pretty wild past with the Sandy Hook thing, which he's apologized for. But uh, you have to give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. He's right about a lot of stuff too. Yeah, I know he said the whole the Russia Ukraine thing was going to happen. He hit it spot on. I think he said it back in like October of last year. He did, and he said and he, it was he like February. It was, mm-hmm. He said February, this is going to happen, and it fucking happened. It's like. Mm. 
It's like, yeah, you I got wonder. a crystal ball or what's your Yeah, story? I don't <laughs> His A couple of his videos are funny that go around. Like, I don't know if it's him trying to do too much or what was it? Remember he was in a crosswalk? Did you see that video? Yes. What was that? <laughs> like, is that him trying to be funny? Or is that I think like, so. I think so. because It's, it's a like, bit, right? It has to be a bit. It has to be because, you know, I've heard like him and personal friends just like, you know, just random videos flying around Twitter or some kind of social media. It's like they're begging him. It's like all this could disappear if you would just come out as an entertainer slash comedian. Right. It's like that's all you have to do. Like mm. you can still do InfoWars. Just you're already a great entertainer. I believe that's why a lot of people watch InfoWars. Yeah. Hell, I'll, t- I'll tune into it sometimes if I want to get a good laugh. It's like, what the hell is he going off about now? But, uh, yes, yeah, full sin. Yeah, it's like, okay, we'll have Donald Trump, and then here comes Alex Jones. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can't think of heavy hitters. Bigger, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can have a, any more of a loose cannon than those two back to back. No. Because the whole thing with Donald Trump, it was funny. It was like, uh, he talked about like how he renovated like the military, like it was some kind of a kitchen. No, it's we like, did. <laughs> it was like we had the best military. I uh, we renovated the new uh, the program. We got brand new nukes. <laughs> I was it's all this. I'm like, <laughs> and then he, he goes into this charade about like uh, I forgot what professional golfer he he had played with like every president since Carter, right? Yeah, he's like he says that I'm the best by twenty strokes, easy. <laughs> I said twenty five. <laughs> that was like he's he's still same thing, still full of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has to be the. I mean, the memes from when he was president are so gold. Like, just from the you know the video, like when he goes, when because <laughs> I don't know what he says, but it's just like. Like, you know, people are explaining it, like describing their cats or and then people yeah. are like, oh, how do you like your, your women built? And he goes, and it's just mm. sick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's like, uh, you know, the latest thing here lately is like, I just really miss the way he said China. Oh, yeah. China. Yeah. 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 When uh, remember when ASAP Rocky, were you tra- were you tracking the whole ASAP Rocky getting in? What was it? Finland, Sweden, whatever. He was in jail. He tweeted out. He was like, let's get ASAP home. ASAP or something like like that tweet just went viral just because of the way he worded it. Yeah, that um, when we killed uh, Soleimani, (laughs) the ultimate flex that we confirmed kill, and then he instantly posts a JPEG of a fucking American flag. Like that's just so funny. (laughs) (laughs) We're like McDonald's for you know fucking Division One national champion college football fucking football team <laughs> gets them all mcdonald's <laughs> like what <laughs> dude it's such a troll so funny uh <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know like uh i got back on twitter because he was on there and then i just kind of stayed yeah but uh he was he was funny and he said that on full sin podcast he's like how boring is twitter without me so, <laughs> 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 you have a point yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as shit. Uh, you were my favorite follow because I didn't know, I didn't know if you were going to be calling Rosie O'Donnell fat or what you were going to be doing today, <laughs> or calling the news fake or you know just yep. whatever. Yeah. But uh, we had a UFC this weekend in London. Uh, you're a big fan of uh, Patty, right? Yes, sir. Patty the Batty, the Scouser, as he calls himself. Love the haircut, dude, and like yeah. I, a lot of people probably like you just see an image of him. Like, if, like you're not familiar with the name, you see that image, you're like, oh yeah, I know that guy. He's bad. Yeah, yeah, Patty. He's uh, He hasn't. How many fights has he had in the UFC now? Uh, that was his second fight in the UFC. Yeah, and he's already. He was supposed to be. He was scheduled for the co-main event, um, and then that he just got bumped down one slot. Um, and it was in his home. T- uh, well, I mean, he's, he's from Liverpool, but, you know, the UK, all the Brits, uh, yeah. they had a lot of English fighters on. And that pop of the crowd when he walked out was unbelievable. 
unbelievable. Like his his walkout songs, electric. It's like a one techno song into the other one. You know the the Project X song, like off with your mm-hmm. heads or whatever, heads are roll. So like it goes from one techno song into that. And it's just electric, and he's just going crazy. Um, and he just a lot of people don't like him. I don't know why. Really don't know why. Um, but he has what you call the it factor. He knows how to you know entice people, bring people in, get eyes, get views. He's just everything you want. Like people are like, oh, he reminds me of a young Connor. Like yeah, he no, he really does. Like just the ant, like the antics, the whole personality, the persona. I think that's what he is. Like when people are saying he reminds me of a young Connor, I think that's mm-hmm. what people are talking about because he reminds me, my dad, like of a young Connor. It's just the persona. This that, huge that's following. That's where I was gonna go. It's like when you think about someone who can be, and it goes back to that. Uh, like if there was a chart that you could make, like. Uh, you know, Trump, Alex Jones, even Kanye West. Yep. And I would say Conor McGregor is like you have controversial, controversial people, controversial people over here, like who have controversial opinions. And then you have like uh, people like uh, Rappaport yep. that belong up here who are just kind of nutty. But then like up here with Conor McGregor and Patty and like with the Trump and Alex Jones type is like, these people know how to get the room ignited. Yeah. Like even even now, it's like McGregor can post a ten second video of himself just laughing, and it will just create controversy on the internet. Yep. And so I was, there's something about that. Yeah, I mean, Connor obviously has a, me- a mega following, um, and, and it took him a little while to get like. That person, not persona, for, you know, he was always a shit talker, um, but to get that bit massive following and just people involved. Um, mm-hmm. And Patty already kind of had that uh, for the more like the fans who are more into, you know, combat sports. Um, and this is his only se- his second fight in the UFC. So and he has this massive already like cult, so to so to say, so to say. Um, but yeah, he has that that it factor he knows exactly how to ignite a room like you said it's gonna be fun yeah. right? fun to watch him and so uh he had a big he had a big w uh yep submission his, first round and so his partner uh the chick did also what was her name uh molly meatball her name's molly oh what's her last up. name and pull it up right here but uh, you, you sent me that little clip right before we got going, and good grief. Molly McCann, me, that's her name. It, it took me back to, uh, like, you know, the Hendo bomb. Like, that was a hell of an elbow. It's, it's kind of like one of those things that you, you see, but you just have to rewind it and watch it again. It's like it happened so fast it got away from you. And I think this leads into the conversation of what you were wanting to talk about tonight is uh, – when you have those explosive finishes like that, there should be an incentive for the fighters. It's like a bigger purse. Yep. Yeah. So uh, this last card, everybody who won via uh, a finish, which is uh, either by submission or knockout or TKO, uh, they all got a $50,000 bonus. Um, and for someone like Molly McCann's probably not making that much. Uh, she probably, I would 35 or 45,000 show and then maybe 15 to win. So, and then plus a fifty thousand, that's probably her whole purse. So that doubles her purse. Um, and there's already a lot of controversy, especially like Jake Paul bringing it out, like Dana doesn't pay his fighters and this and that. A lot of people are saying that. Um, and you know, so this, yeah, I think uh, that should become the new norm. Everybody who does win by finish, uh, via submission, knockout, TKO, uh, should get a fifty thousand dollar bonus. Because remember, years ago it used to be like uh, fight of the night, submission of the night, and then knockout of the night. It used to be those three, and it would be 50000 They kind of moved away with that, where, and then it would just be like a performance bonus, and they, mm-hmm. they would only hand it out, I don't know, a few a night. Um, and then like in Texas, like a Texas card, and then a New York card, they upped it to $75,000 um, just because a fighter was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. Let's do 75000 And the, everyone would shit house. Dana was like, okay, we'll do it. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think that will entice a lot of people to, you know, win – or put more on the line to get that extra 50,000, especially for those fighters on the undercard um, who aren't well-known or, you know, aren't making that much money. So why not? 
instead of you know kind of coasting the last round why not really try to pour it on and you know make an extra 50k yeah or like you you gotta pour it on and you get poured on too yeah <laughs> that's true you know that can happen uh, you can get caught real quick you, the paul brothers i remember uh it's jake that can actually uh fight right yeah and yeah he's a boxer uh, and then it's Logan, who was the YouTube star, and then he kind of got, uh, was it when he went to the Japanese suicide forest? Is that was yeah, yeah, he got canceled. The downfall. Yeah. And so uh, that whole celebrity thing, and you could tell, like when he was fighting, who was the UFC guy that Jake fought when he did the little touch, oh, and then he came Woodley. in. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, you, you could totally tell it was staged. Mm-hmm. And then he has yeah. the audacity to start talking trash to like UFC fighters, and then on top of that, Dana White. It's like this is Dana White's organization, and it gets bigger and better every year. Like we do have eras. Like you go back to Dan Henderson or GSP, back to that area, and then we're we're in a brand new era now. But uh, dude, you're just an internet famous guy whose parents had a lot of money, and now you're just pretty much bullying your way around, like having these HBO events and I right. have no, I have no respect for you or those events. I don't watch them. I don't care. Yeah. I'll, um, I think, I mean, he is trying to become like a real boxer, but he hasn't fought a real boxer, you know? Yeah. So like, well, like what you're getting into a sport. Like that's like me pl- saying like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to be one of the best home run hitters ever. The best home run hitters ever. And then you're going to get fucking, I don't know, uh, a hockey player to throw you fucking pitches at bats. And then it's like, you know, you hit a home, you hit a 400 foot home run. And then it's like, oh, well, I fucking told you so. I fucking told you so. Everyone's like, no, go up there against a real pitcher. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, there's so many comparisons. Tom Glavin or John Smokes out and see if you can yeah, hit a Right. Like, it's, it, it aggravates me. I mean, he does draw a crowd just because I think. Of the uh, his demographic, like the younger kids, but like old, you know, even even kids my age, or you know, I'm sure your friends too, just can't stand them. Uh, yeah, it's just like you almost just watch it, just just hoping that he loses. Yeah, just just for the chance of him getting caught, just just for that one chance. And the internet, I think the internet, will, the world will explode if that ever happened. Yeah, and it would be just that, and even those like with his younger audience, which I believe that is who the Paul brothers attracts because. I've I've watched some of their videos and like their antics is like uh, I can't remember it may have been Woodley like where they were riding in the back of a truck in L.A. and came across Woodley and his boys just out on the street and they were like throwing crap out of a back of a truck. Oh, was that the them. toilet paper? Yeah, I think that was Dylan Dennis, yeah. which is yeah one of Conor McGregor's like training partners, friends, whatever. Yeah, they. Yeah, and I was like threw toilet yeah, paper, or water balloons, at children, them man. It's like yeah, it's like grow up, man. Yeah, I think yeah, but, uh, I think it's that younger demographic that you know really have like a super hardcore following. Like that's you know Joe Joe Rogan to us is, I mean I, I don't really want to compare, but like Logan Paul maybe to that like younger crowd. Um, maybe something that demographic. Yeah. Oh uh, well, man. Anything else to do with uh, the fight night in London? I know we we covered Patty and uh, Molly Meatball. Uh, there was a hell. Ew, of a triangle. Yep. Paul Craig, Paul the Bear Jew Craig, um, he does it every day. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fight a bear Jew, dude. He fucking there's a there's some memes going around MMA Twitter too about him. It's like the Illuminati eye 
and it's like a because tr- it's a triangle. <laughs> it's like Paul Craig, and then he like evol- he like morphs into the you know the dollar bill fucking thing. It's stupid, but it's funny. Anyway, um, oh, I gotta check that out. Yeah, he uh, just got his. He was getting his ass beat on the stand up, and then he went down. And he was getting pummeled. He tried catching this dude in the triangle. I think twice. Um, didn't really work out. And this guy, so he didn't have him. He wasn't like in full guard, so he wasn't on his knees. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if people don't know like terminology, but it's when one guy's on his back and the other guy's, you know, between his legs and, you know, you, your arms are up against him like this. Uh, and you can just easily, you know, elbows, throw punches, stuff like that. Uh, so the guy was standing up, Paul Craig's laying, Paul Craig's laying down. He went to throw a punch. So he, could, you know, lunged like this and Paul Craig kicked his leg up caught his leg right around his neck and just fucking cranked it. And it was so quick and it, he caught it so deep and he just right when he had it, you're like, yep, done, done. And he was just yeah. getting pounded that whole fight. So that was, that was and, cool. And those moments right there, are like my favorite in UFC is like when something like that happens, someone like Paul Craig is just getting absolutely pummeled. And like, you were just waiting for that last punch and for, you know, the ref to step in and just call it. And then all of a sudden, he just catches it. Yep. And here, and here comes some kind of a triangle or a, a guillotine or you know s- something. Yep. And it's like, oh, a little GSP action here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even uh, Anderson Silva versus uh, Chael Sonnen vibes. Yeah, uh-huh. I like I like stuff like that. Or uh, even like one, especially like in the you know mid to upper weight classes, one dude will just be getting his ass kicked. And he'll kind of just be like dazed or whatever. And he'll just fucking throw. And he catches that dude. And then they're both kind of stunned. And it's just, yeah, I love it. Stuff like that just gets me. I start yelling and shit. And I stand up. My veins in my neck pop out and shit. I love it. I love stuff like that. There's there's not another sport like that with UFC. And I think it like comes with age. It's like I used to get really hyped up about like college football. Not so much anymore. But those UFCs, like you got the boys over. You got the card rented. And like something like that happens, the room ignites. It's like you got the bow of nachos there, and it's just, <laughs> it's on know? the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, um, and this they actually, uh, I think Dana White said two weeks ago they were gonna they were looking to cancel the U uh, the card in London and move it to Abu Dhabi uh, just because they had that crazy windstorm and the roof blew off. Um, so they were really close to moving it. Um, they were able to schedule it, whatever, get something fixed. And um, he reconsidered. He was like, I never really, you know, we never really got a good vibe coming in over here. But, like, this just, you know, secured my my love for this this place and all the fans because the fans get so fucking into it. They only have so many events a year, um, especially, you know, UFC's cream of the crop. And they only go over there maybe twice a year if everything goes well. But um, mm-hmm. that place was fucking rocking. And uh, he said he's going to try to get back another event there later this year. Yeah, that's the thing about it, and especially like now. And I, I'm, we've had Bisbing, if you want to go back to Dan Henderson days, and those two fight each other was always great. But now you have a lot of very relevant, very talented UK fighters. Mm-hmm. Like uh, some of my favorite fighters are from Mexico. Now, I do love our American fighters. And then you have yep. you guys, cats down in Brazil. you got Habib in Russia and Connor in Ireland. And so I'm loving to see this sport get like more developed, more countries and like seeing like all these different nationalities just coming yeah. together for this. Yeah, it's it's funny you mention that cuz back in the day it was like you know, prime like way back it was just like America cool. And then all of a sudden it was like, "Oh, the Brazilians are stepping in. Now Brazilian Brazil's running this shit." BJJ. Then, yep, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, all this stuff and then you'd have like a handful, maybe one or two English fighters. Um, now it's like it's literally every continent. I mean, obviously besides Antarctica, but whatever. Like, af- like Africa's dominating now. Fucking, you have a Zhang Wei Li, the fucking uh, the Chinese female. She was a champion at one point who got knocked out by Thug Rose that head kick. Um, oh, that's my girl right there. That's probably my favorite shit. Thug Rose, yeah, yeah, she's awesome. I love her. Um, but yeah, just to see it grow and you know, reach more people. Like it's, it's great to see, you know, it's, it's, it's just good for the sport, more competition. It's, it, it's one of those things like, you know, America isn't really fascinated with, with soccer or football, if you want to call it. Um, yeah. And that's basically played all over the world. Um, 
but this this is like a really a universal a universal sport i think yeah, it's, it's, it's like I was telling you before we got going. It's like uh, Columbus, Mississippi is where I predominantly hang out if I'm just hanging out with the guys. And we have Relentless MMA. It's led by Jake Reeves there. And uh, he's got somewhat of a boxing career and even an MMA career. And uh, he trained Hannah Guy alongside with Alan Belcher. Mm-hmm. probably remember him from UFC. And, you know, and she beat, uh, I call her a model. Uh, yep, Valerie Relater. Valerie Relater. Uh, yep. Uh, back in Bellator, and that was a huge win. So, uh, and lately, Hannah guys into like the the bare knuckle uh, fighting. Yep. Boxing. I, 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 it yeah, might just be bare knuckle. Yeah, BKFC, bare knuckle fight club. I think I don't know. Or fighting championship. That, one of the one of yeah. the. But in here lately, like Jake is working really hard in the Columbus area, like to bring back the MMA scene and like getting more cards. And we have what they call the Trotter Convention Center, which is a great place to host a fight. But, uh, you know, and that was kind of my background with it is like we have just in uh, the Kennedy, Millport and then that Columbus area, uh, we would always have like fight clubs like at our parties and things that we would do. And then Jake would open up a gym. So like UFC and things like that was always very prevalent to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, did, how did that start up for you? How did you fall in love with the UFC? Um, my, so my dad started watching it. Uh, when I was younger, the old Spike TV days when uh, when the Ultimate Fighter uh, was airing on TV, and it, I don't know, it, it might have been the first or I, I think it was the first season. You remember him watching it? Wasn't that, wasn't that with Forrest like, Griffin and uh, yeah, and Stephen Bonner? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and he he was watching it, and he's like, I I don't forget what age I was, but remember at first I would try to watch it with him, and I was like, I don't like it. I like WWE better. And then, like, you know, he would religiously watch it every week. And as I watched it more and more, I was like, this is fucking sick. This is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and then, like, because in my, in my area, like the New England area, especially like, you know, Boston, um, it's more of a boxing town. Like a lot of those East Coast cities like Philly, uh, a lot of places in Jersey. But Boston, like Lowell, Mass is known for all its boxers. Uh, Mickey Ward, like, you know. You ever heard of Rocky? Yeah, <laughs> Rocky Marciano. Um, <laughs> they, uh, but yeah, I just I remember him watching it on Spike TV, and then I remember um, the pay per view stuff, getting pay per views. But it, it would it would predominantly be um, the the Ultimate Fighter, like on Spike TV, and then I think they etched a deal. I think it was with I want to. See- Fox Sports, I forget where they kind of did like the fight night things before they signed with ESPN. It might have been someone before that, and then you know started watching it. And then uh, I remember like the first big pay per views was like Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, obviously the Chuck Liddell ones. Um, who's another one? Mirko Krokop. Uh, Do you remember the Matt Hughes days? Matt Hughes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, BJ Penn. Yep, BJ Penn. BJ Penn fought at light heavyweight. <laughs> Which is crazy, because <laughs> he's a small dude. <laughs> um, I'll never forget when uh, Forrest Griffin got in the ring with uh, Anderson Silva, and that should have never happened. I was a huge <laughs> fan of both of them, but I remember going in there, I was like, "This is a huge mistake." Yeah, <laughs> that front <laughs> kick. <laughs> yeah, he got knocked out. That was bad, and he just his body flailing and shit. Mm. And then he ran, he got like embarrassed, so he ran out of the ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. Anderson Silva is my my favorite fighter of all time, like in in history of history. John Jones is a my favorite act like active person, very close number two, but Anderson Silva was so fun to fucking watch in his prime. The Spider, uh, I really liked I really liked him over the years. I liked GSP a lot. He was a lot of fun to watch. Yep, love GSP. Uh, I was a huge fan of Dan Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that really about does it. You know, I would always watch a BJ Penn or a Matt Hughes or Forrest Griffin or Chuck Liddell. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like Frank Mir and uh, Brock Lesnar, you know. Yep, those uh, are good fights. Th- those were good. Yeah, I remember UFC 100. Was it either UFC 99 or UFC 100? I want to say it was 100. I think it was 100. They had Brock Lesnar fought someone. That's crazy. And we're almost, we're almost close up to fucking UFC 300. 
Jesus yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, UFC 100, Brock Lesnar versus Frank Mir, and then GSP versus Tiago Alves. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Dan Henderson versus Michael Bisping. That, what a all. card. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Those three fights. Dan Henderson, Michael Bisping. Dan Henderson won knockout. GSP beat. I want to say Chicago that was Elvis. the Hendo bomb that happened in one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think it was. I think that was the Hendo bomb, and then Brock Lesnar knocked out Frank Mir. Holy you shit! Know, you remember the first time that they met? You know, like Frank was always so good, like with his, uh, you know, just making you tap out. I don't remember. Yeah, the, yeah, the wrestling, it, like the wrestle fuck, the original wrestle fuck, when you just took people down and beat the shit out of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like it was a, uh, it was. Uh, Pat McAfee had uh, Brock Lesnar on his podcast. It's a great show if you ever checked it out. But uh, uh, they were going back to that fight the first time that those two matched up. And uh, Brock was telling the story. He was like, you know, I paid this trainer and, like, all my team a whole lot of money to get me ready for Frank Mir. And I think it was that leg lock that he tapped out in on that first one, if I remember right. Yeah, I think I, I –
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.